0: Welcome to the Simply Resilient podcast. This is episode 15 Self Coaching 101. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to stop feeling mentally miserable in the process. You know what to do and you're doing it all while holding down the fort at home, but you are weary from living in survival mode and battling with your brain. My name is Jessie Ellertsen and I am a life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. If you are ready to thrive, then you are in the right place. Our battle buddy moment today is from Kim and she says, Jessie is a great coach. She's so welcoming and has a gift for creating a safe place where her clients can be open and vulnerable and work on improving their lives and their thoughts. I highly recommend her. Thank you so much, Kim. So today we are going to get into self-coaching. And if this is your first episode, I would recommend that you go back and listen to my episode one entitled The Model. But this will be nice to do today because it will be a nice review of The Model as we proceed. So I want to start by reminding you guys that the reason that we make models and that we write out our circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results into a model is for our lower brain. So a lot of what you're writing in your models, some of it's very clear to you and that it's very clear to your higher brain. Your higher brain is the one that you're using to write the model. And you're writing out the model to show your lower brain what is true because it's not so sure. Your lower brain is not wanting to comply, not wanting to agree, with what you're trying to show it. And the reason that we write it out is to show our lower brain that our thoughts are creating our feelings every single time. It's not any other way, it's always that, and so on. We're gonna kind of go through what a self-coaching session looks like for yourself. So here's what how it goes for me. The first thing I do is I sit down and I do a thought download, or sometimes we call it a brain dump. So some of the ways that I've identified that doing a thought download can be really effective is if you are doing it as if you're telling someone else. So a thought download is where we say, Everything that we are thinking about a problem you get it all out of your head and onto paper now You might be writing or speaking it or typing it I've even had a friend tell me that she will sometimes do her thought download with her left hand Just to kind of shake things up and and see if she's able to get something different out of her brain But the way that I have found that it can be the most effective Is if you are doing your thought download as if you're telling someone else who doesn't know anything about the problem So when I used to do my thought download downloads I would try to come up with new thoughts about my problem or I I would spend some time pondering my problem and see if I could gain insight because I knew I already knew everything I thought about it but just think about how great it can be to set that snow globe down, say everything you're thinking about your problem as if you're telling someone new for the first time and watch it just hold still and see what happens. It's pretty pretty cool and pretty revealing. So that's how we start. We start with the thought download. We get it out of our head, holding still. And then we start to build our model or we might even build multiple models from the same circumstance or just from the same thought download, but we're just gonna start with one model. So we know that we can start anywhere in the CTFAR model, but we're gonna just start from the top down and I'll give you some of my tips. Now, the main rule for the circumstance line is that it is neutral, but one question you can ask yourself to identify the circumstance, because sometimes it's actually kind of hard to narrow it down. Um, You can ask yourself, what was I doing when I was thinking this and that'll help you get a specific circumstance, a specific scenario when that circumstance was happening. Or like we've said before, you can put exactly what someone said one time or one way this has been helpful for me is if I'm having a text conversation with someone that or with my husband or something that I wasn't sure what they meant or what I was thinking about it. I've got exactly what they said right there and I'll say this person texted me quote and I'll write out the part of the text that really triggered the thoughts and feelings for me. Uh, Another thing you can put your circumstance line if you're having a hard time narrowing it down is it can just be one word like it can just represent the problem by saying like like a person's name or something happening in the world that's stressing you out like murder or the elections like it can just be one word representing what you want to take a look at what you're thinking about that thing and one thing to watch for in the circumstance line is that we, we often wanna put things in the circumstance line that truly are just our opinion on the matter. So really watch for that. It, can, it has to be everyone in the whole world would agree on it. So that takes us to the next line, which is the thought line. And we take a look at our circumstances and we ask ourselves one of the following questions. Either what am I making this mean? Or why is this a problem? Both of those really help me dial into the thought that I'm wanting to take a look at. And then you even ask yourself why like two or three more times to make sure you really have the, the thought that's that's troubling you so it, if you're if you're asking yourself okay why is this a problem I'm going to give you an, an example at the end so I'm not going to do an example right now but just why is this a problem then your brain answers that and then you say okay but why and then it's like answers that okay but why and you kind of prod it a little bit more to make sure you've really gotten to it now notice that Our brain, when it gets uncomfortable, will offer us I don't know. So we can put I don't know in the thought line. That definitely is a model that will create confusion for us as the feeling or something like that. But when your brain offers you I don't know, it just means that you are asking it for something that it's either a little uncomfortable with or feeling a little stuck on and just ask back, well, what if I did know? If I did know, what would the answer be? And kind of force it to try again, try again to get to the answer. Another thing that our brain might do is offer us a question for the thought line. Like how could he do that? Now that is that can go in the thought line, but I find that models are a little more productive when it's a statement instead of a question. So a way to turn a question into a statement is to just either answer the question or to restate it. Like instead of how could he do that question mark, you restate it as I can't believe he did that. It's still the exact same meaning. It's just in a statement instead of a question. Okay, when you're working on your feeling line I want you to end up with only one feeling, but I want you to start with two or three. So you take time to ponder what are some of the things that you're feeling, write down two or three that really are standing out for you and then make yourself pick one. And it's okay that you're feeling more than one thing, but in this model, in order to keep it clean and effective and productive, we want to have only one feeling on the feeling line. Once you have that feeling selected, I want you to take time to ponder the feeling and like we mentioned in the beginning, this is the perfect time to show your lower brain that this is the feeling created by your thoughts. And that's so important for it to see because it wants the circumstance to be the thing that's causing us our feeling. Our lower brain wants the circumstance to be the problem, not the way we're thinking about it. Because then we get to be right and we get to be, you know, just, we get to have justice in the world and that all feels really good to our lower brain. But we're going to take this moment to say, no, the reason I'm feeling stressed or whatever about the circumstance is because I'm thinking this is so stressful or I shouldn't have to deal with this or this is too much. Our thought is what is creating our feeling and that is so key because our feeling is everything our feeling is our fuel the fuel we use to take all of our actions and so if we're creating unproductive inefficient miserable feelings to create our actions in our lives the action line is going to be pretty rough so show your lower brain this is my fuel that I'm choosing right now. Just make it acknowledge that. Make it get curious about why would we choose this fuel? How is this working for us? Are we liking it? Does it feel good? I'm using this fuel to create my action line. So now we go to the action line. And I want you, this, this line can be fun because I want you to fill it up. I want you to do two or three lines on your paper for your action line. You don't have to. One or two things is fine too, but really building up a nice solid action line helps you get a really clear picture of what this thought looks like in your life. And that's one thing you can ask yourself. What is this when I take action from stressed or whatever your feeling is that you're taking a look at, you say, what does stress look like for me? in this specific circumstance. And it might look like avoiding or getting sick a lot or not sleeping well or whatever. So what does it look like for you? And just fill up that action line. But make sure that there are actions that you're taking from that specific feeling because there's going to be actions that you're taking. Like there's several models running simultaneously and some are creating certain actions and others are creating certain actions. So make sure if you're looking at the feeling of stress, you need to look at just exactly what actions you're taking from stress. So you might also be feeling uh, motivated or committed. Like if you're stressed at work, you might also be thinking thoughts that are creating um, commitment to your job And you're taking actions from commitment, but you're also using stress as a fuel. So I want you to just take a look at the actions that are coming from stress. And then to get your result line, um, you take a look at what has this created in your life. The result line should be directly linked to the thought line in some way, whether it's you've proven the thought true, you've created the thought in your result line, or that it's almost like a mirror situation which is what I'm going to show you in my example that I'm coming up with here so let's take a look at a model that I ran recently this is going to be my in the trenches moment for this episode uh, my husband and I were having a conversation that turned into a bit of an argument not not neither of us were angry but we were disagreeing that's a good way to say it so in my circumstance line I wrote, that Brad said our kids should be doing dishes every day. So just a little background for you if if I were starting with my thought download I would say okay, I have this chore system worked out for the kids where one kid is in charge of the dishes all week and then the next week it's another kid's turn and This is working really well for us. The kids are enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. People are getting their chores done independently. One night Brad was helping with dishes and didn't like how the other kids didn't have to help. Just the one kid that it was their week and he brought up his concerns and we had a little bit of a disagreement and he stated his opinion that our kids should be doing dishes every day. So one problem that Brad and I often have in disagreements is I like to talk about it for a long time. You guys may have guessed now that you've listened to hopefully lots of my episodes here that I never really run out of things to say. I always have lots to say. And Brad is a man of few words. And I actually love this about him. We really balance each other well in that I help him talk a little more and he helps me choose my words a little more wisely. Kind of that quality over quantity. So when he is done arguing, I'm usually not. And this can be a little frustrating for both of us because I want to keep going and keep hashing and keep discussing but he feels like he's said everything he wants to say and that he's heard my side and he wants to be done. And when I keep going, he gets angry. So that's kind of what happened. And when I say angry, I just mean he kind of stops talking and and just doesn't participate in the argument anymore. And that's what I call angry. <laughs> so that's what happened in this one evening because I wanted to keep defending how well our chore chart was working and how... Um, I still felt like they were getting a lot of responsibility with the other chores and doing dishes um, periodically and being in charge of it the whole week. And he was just done. He'd already heard that from me. He'd already said what he wanted to say and he was done. So my C-line is, Brad said kids should be doing dishes every day. And my thought about it that evening after it was over was he shouldn't get angry that I want to still talk about this, <laughs> which is, Amazingly enough, created the feeling of anger for me. So I'm angry at him for him getting angry about me wanting to talk longer about it than he wanted to talk. And in the moment, I felt really justified in my position of he doesn't get to decide when the argument's over, which is also another funny thought, because then that means what I get to decide when the argument's over. So I'm in my lower brain when I'm thinking these things and when we're finishing up this argument. But the next morning when I'm doing my self-coaching and I'm taking a look at this model and these thoughts and what it's creating for me, it's really fascinating to see that I don't think he should get to decide when the conversation's over, the argument's over, and which naturally means that I guess I get to decide and that I'm angry at him for being angry that I'm still wanting to keep talking. And so I'm just kind of mirroring that emotion for him. Like I get to get angry, but he doesn't. And so that's the feeling is angry. And the action line is that he stops talking about it. And I spend lots of time thinking about it and also thinking about the ways that he needs to be different, which hopefully you guys are starting to realize is a very unproductive line of thinking that we all love to indulge in. All the ways the people around us should change and be different. And so my result is that I'm getting angry at him. And so that's kind of what I was talking about in the mirroring thing. He shouldn't get angry, but I'm getting angry. You know, kind of the thought line and the result line are linked in that way. So it was pretty fascinating to take a look at this the next day from my higher brain and realize all that I had created with my thoughts And to just accept it and own it and really come to terms with it. So a couple of, I didn't go into a full new intentional model. I just wanted to kind of sit with the unintentional model. And that's totally okay. Often in our self-coaching, we're just creating that awareness and we're just identifying that unintentional model and how it played out for us. Sometimes we'll go on to how we want to handle it next time, but sometimes the awareness is enough to just take a different approach next time even if we don't create a full intentional model but two thoughts that i came up with that i want that i wanted to play around with afterward were it's totally okay for us both to be angry and that one was pretty interesting for me because i am working on owning what's happening rather than wanting to change everything. Sometimes change is good. Sometimes just keeping it the same is good. So I like that feeling of it's, t- it's totally okay for us both to be angry. And the way that that works out goes back to that emotional adulthood of I can be angry as long as I'm acknowledging that I'm choosing to be angry. I'm choosing to be angry because I'm choosing to think the thought I feel angry that we don't get to keep talking as long as I want to you know, or, and he can be angry as long as he knows he's creating that for himself. And he might know that and he might not know that. And that's totally fine. But for me to be in emotional adulthood, I need to allow myself to be angry when I want to be while always acknowledging that I'm creating it for myself. And that's totally fine. Another thought that I love that has really served me with my kids, with my husband, with friends is he can be angry and I don't have to be. Now, what, what I mean by that sentence is you can kind of fill in the blank there, like they can be blank and I don't have to be. So kind of any challenging emotion that maybe someone else is feeling, we often feel the need to mirror that emotion back to them. For some reason, our lower brain sees that someone's annoyed with us and then we're annoyed with them for whatever, either because they're annoyed with us or because of something they're doing, you know, so just to let yourself say, okay. She can be annoyed and I don't have to be. He can be angry and I don't have to be. She can be stressed and I don't have to be. No problem at all. That's a really powerful sentence that I've been enjoying showing my lower brain and and when it accepts it, makes a big difference. Okay, so I hope that some of those tips and me walking through the model again helps you as you work on your own self-coaching. And remember that listening to podcasts, and self-coaching and being aware of our thoughts is how we go to the gym every day, right? That's how we work on our mental our mental muscles. So, I would encourage you this is actually your mission for the week. I would encourage you to sit down and do a full intentional self-coaching session and just see how it feels. Maybe you've already done it, maybe not. If you haven't done it, schedule a time, sit down and do it. It can take five, ten minutes, or if you enjoy it, you can take a little longer, run multiple models off of the same thought download, just pull out different thoughts and, and see what they're creating for you. And once you've done that, go one more step to say, kind of make a plan for implementing it regularly in your life. If it fits with you and you enjoy it, say, okay, I wanna be doing this once a week or I want to be doing this every weekend or you can even just do it every time something comes up and you're you're almost you're almost never going to do a thought download and self-coaching right in the moment usually we look at, back on it a little bit later and that can be helpful even though we can't change what happened right in that moment but I want you to sit down and do a self-coaching session and make a plan for implementing it more regularly in your life if you're finding it to be beneficial I've been doing this work for about a year and a half now and I am now self- self self-coaching myself every single day, but I've only been doing that the past like two and a half months. So before that, it was just like, maybe a couple times a week when I could fit it in. I've been gradually increasing my frequency and now I just have a habit of doing it every morning in my morning routine. I just spend a few minutes doing a quick thought download about something that's on my mind, writing out a model or two, sometimes just the unintentional ones. Sometimes I I make that new plan, I go onto the intentional model, I just kind of see what I have time for and what I'm feeling. And I've seen such a huge difference in my life just creating so much awareness around what's going on in my brain. And it's been fascinating to see how strong my mental muscles are getting because I'm spending so much time exercising them. So I would just like to encourage you guys to do that. And I'd love to hear from you how it goes. If you have anything you want to share with me, thoughts about the podcast or questions about your self-coaching, go ahead and send an email to podcast at simplyresilient.net to let me know. Thank you so much for making time in your day to listen to this episode. If this podcast resonates with you, send an email to jessie at simplyresilient.net to schedule your free life coaching mini session and see if working with me would be a great fit for you. Remember that when we choose to intentionally manage our minds, we go from feeling mentally miserable to feeling like a mental warrior. You've got this. I'll talk to you soon. Over and out.